Uh, I just want to share some thoughts with you today. I've really had this in my heart uh, concerning really... Uh, what we're facing and, and obviously our world is rapidly changing right now. Seems like by the hour, by the moment sometimes, uh, that new information comes out and there's a lot of unknowns. There's a lot of unsettledness. There's a lot of fear and anxiety and this just happening in our world. And yet, you know, so even as believers, and maybe you're watching this today and you're not a believer and you're wondering like, man, what do I do? And I've got good news is that there is an answer. Is that we don't have to live in fear. We don't have to be just dominated with anxiety. But we, we do have an answer. And the Word of God tells us in Psalms 119 verse 130. And it comes, I'm going to read this out of the Passion's translation. But it tells us, and it says, Break open your word within me until revelation light shines out. You know, and the good news is that God's word will always provide us for, with answers, regardless of the circumstance, regardless of what's going on, is that God's Word provides answers to us. And I love how it says it here, is that it's kind of a prayer, and it's saying, God, would you break open your Word within me? Because see, the Bible is more than just words on a page. It's actually, it says in another place, that it's life to those who find them. And it's when that when the Word of God actually becomes really light and, and becomes understanding to us that it will pr- provide things for us and to us. And, and man, do we ever need more help than in moments like this where we're facing a lot of uncertainty right now as a culture and as, as people living on the earth today? You know, and so I have a passage of scripture that I want us to look at together today. And I believe that there's a lot of wisdom that can be extracted. And it can be a familiar passage of scripture, but we're going to look at it. And it's a story with Jesus and the disciples. And it comes out of Matthew chapter 14. And we're going to read a few scriptures. And I'll interject a few things here and there as we read through it. But I just want to encourage you today is that God is with you and God is for you. You are not alone, regardless of how. Whatever your emotions may be telling you right now is that you have God. You, he, he is here for you in every moment. And so I want to read these scriptures here in Matthew chapter 14. And uh, let me just kind of set this up and give you a little bit of the backstory. If you go in, uh, and go in the previous verses, it's really coming out of a miraculous moment where Jesus has just fed 5,000 people with a little boy's lunch. And so the disciples have just seen an amazing miracle happen. And so after Jesus sends the crowd away, he tells them, hey, you guys go get in a boat. I'm going to go get alone and pray for a little bit. And so they get in the boat, they get in the water, and they start to head across because Jesus said, hey, I'm going to see you on the other side. And so it picks up here in verse 24. And it says that, meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land. And it says, for a strong wind had risen, and it says they were fighting heavy seas. So obviously the disciples have, Jesus has given them some instructions. He says, hey, get in the boat, go to the other side, I'll meet you over there. But on the way to do what Jesus has told them to do, they find trouble, and, and the wind picks up, the men, they're fighting the waves, they're thinking, man, we are going down in this moment. And then it says in verse 25, at about 3 o'clock in the morning, that Jesus came towards them, but he was walking on the water. So here in the midst of this moment, man, they're thinking, we're going to drown, we're going to die, all hope is lost and then all of a sudden they see Jesus walking on the water towards them and it says in verse 26 when the disciples saw him walking on the water it says they were terrified 
Now, I think there's a, a, a thing that we should pay attention to here because it wasn't the experience necessarily or even with the five physical senses that were telling the disciples that caused them to be terrified. What, happened, what terrified them was what they saw when they saw Jesus. It wasn't the wind. It wasn't the waves that the Bible says terrified them. It was what they had just seen with their eyes, what, what they had, what had, what their perception was of the moment. And see, what happens is, is that, and, and we've just experienced this, we're right in the middle of it, is that, man, sometimes there are sudden turns in life where it seems like we're just trucking along and life is happening. And then all of a sudden, there's a sudden kind of a, a turn, a shift that happens really fast that we didn't see coming or was unexpected. And that can rattle us. And, and it's like, man, it, 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 if these things would happen just in the normal flow of life, we could handle it. But it's that sudden turn. And what happens in those moments of those shifts is that fear is one of the first emotions that we have to deal with. And that's so important that we recognize that many times it's not the circumstances that we don't know how to handle. It's the fear and the emotions that come from that fear that we're, we're unsure of because there's lots of questions. And, and, and so anytime that a moment like this, a, a turn happens, a quick turn happens, is that we have to make a decision. What are we going to look at? What are we going to focus on? Because the disciples were focused on rowing their boat. They were focused on trying to get to where Jesus had told them. But then Jesus shows up in the middle. And because they saw him, they became very terrified because they misunderstood who he was. It goes on and it says, in their fear, they cried out and they said, it's a ghost. They didn't recognize Jesus as Jesus. They just saw him walking on the water. And it says that they cried out and said, oh, he's a ghost. But then Jesus spoke to them at once and said, don't be afraid. Look, I want to encourage you today. I would tell you the same thing that Jesus told the disciples, even in light of all that we have going on in life right now. My encouragement to you is don't be afraid. Okay, but how do I, how do I not give in to fear? How do, how do I not be afraid? Jesus told them the answer and he said, take courage, I am here. Man, that's great news for us is that we don't have to be afraid. Why? Because we can take courage because we're not alone. Because we have a Savior, we have Jesus who is working in our life. And just as he says here, take courage, I am here. Now the story goes on in verse 28 and Peter calls out to him and says, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come by walking to you on the water. And, you know, what is Jesus going to say, right? I mean, Peter said, if it's you, tell me to come. So Jesus obviously has to say, well, then come on. And so it says, so Peter went over the side of the boat and he walked on the water towards Jesus. Now, it's amazing here because a lot of times I think we think that when Peter's foot hit the water, all of a sudden the wind died down and and the waves became calm. But that's not what happened. The same waves that were just rocking that boat, that were rocking Peter in that boat, he stepped out of the boat and started walking on that same water that was tumultuous, that same water that was churning. Those same waves were, were still there, but yet Peter's focus, what he saw, had changed. Where he was focused on the wind, where he was focused on the waves, where he was focused on trying to row. All of a sudden his focus shifted and it changed even his experience. And so it says that he began to walk on the water as he began to look at Jesus. So what had changed? The only thing that changed really was the position that Peter had. Before he had been in fear, 
But now he had found some courage because he knew who he was looking to and he knew that it was Jesus. He had seen the miracles that Jesus had performed. And so it's important that we understand this is that even in our life, man, that sometimes we have the wind and the waves are coming. But if we keep our focus right, it can change our experience. And that's so important for us to understand. In verse 30, it goes on. And so it says, as Peter had stepped out of the boat, he's walking on the water. It says, but when he saw... So remember, Peter was in the boat. They're rowing, man. They're trying to not drown. They're trying to fight the storm. They get scared, but he realizes it's Jesus. His focus shifted from that storm to Jesus, and he began to do something supernatural. But what happens is that his focus shifted again, and he began to look away from Jesus. And it says that he saw, or let me say it this way, is that he focused on the strong wind and the waves, and he was terrified. See, we happen, that, that's happening right now in our culture, man. You can get on the news and you can watch things, you can read things. I mean, we have access to so much information right now. And if we're not careful, it will change our focus. And we'll begin to look to the wrong things. And now I'm not saying that we shouldn't be aware of what's going on. I'm not saying we should, you know, dig, dig a hole in the sand and go bury our head. That's not what I'm saying at all. We should look at the news, but we need to be careful what we focus on. And that is a big difference. We need to make sure that we're focusing on the right things. Why? Because if we focus on the wrong things, fear will rise. We will become anxious. We'll become even to the point of of terrified if we're not careful. And so what happened, and let me just kind of give you a full picture here, is that Peter was good. Everything was good. Peter was walking on the, the, let me say it this way. Peter was walking above the, the, the circumstances of the moment until his focus shifted. To the environment around him. He was good. Peter was walking. Yeah, there was wind. Yeah, there was waves. But it wasn't knocking him down. He was walking. He was good. Until his focus shifted. And the truth is, is that he was perfectly okay. He was fine. But the... um, but those elements around him, they weren't fine. They were crazy. I mean, they tell us, you know, when you study it out, it actually says that this was like a hurricane force wind happening. But the truth was, is that Peter was safe when he was focused on Jesus. As long as he kept his focus where it needed to be, he was fine. But yet he lost focus. And when he lost focus, his mind began to work. See, when Peter had faith, he walked on the water. When when he began to give in to fear, he began to sink. See, Peter really needed to focus on Jesus. Jesus did not need Peter to focus on him. Why? Because Jesus was walking on the water before. But Peter needed to keep that focus on Jesus. And the truth is, is so do we. Now, one of the funny things about fear is that fear also always wants us to speak what we feel. It always does. Fear always wants us to speak what we feel. But how many of you know that our feelings can be wrong many times? And so we need to be cautious. We need to be aware that sometimes our feelings aren't accurate. And they will lie to us. Fear has a way of changing our emotions and playing with us in a way that we should never allow it to. And what happens is is that when we give place to fear, we'll begin to say things that we shouldn't say. We'll begin to communicate things. And and words have power. And and the more that we say things, the more that we'll even convince ourselves of things that may not even be true. And so we need to be careful that we don't begin to speak fear. Why? Because we can have a surface level of fear, but if we keep speaking it, that fear is going to drop into our heart. It's really going to get into our spirit and we're going to become overwhelmed with fear 
because we didn't properly understand the moment, because we lost focus, really is what happens. And so now I realize, look, we're not in the middle of a sea storm like the disciples today. I get that. Uh, but but what we do have is we have mental waves and mental wind that we have to deal with. And, and, and so in these waves, man, they, and they can beat against us just like that. Those waves were beating against the ship that day. And, it could, and let me just give you a practical example of this. Like one of the, uh, like what I would consider like a mental wave. It could just be a simple thought of what if this happens? Well, what if that happens? See, that's a wave and it's coming and it's hitting the side and it's just beating against you. And what happens is, is that you'll keep asking yourself, well, what if, what if, what if? And you're working yourself up and working your, and what's happening? You're making your problem your focus versus making the answer your focus. And that can become very overwhelming and those waves will begin to rise. And the more that we think about it, the more we talk about it, those waves just kind of pick up steam and pick up momentum. And those waves get bigger and bigger and bigger. And then we just begin to get more anxious and we just, uh, you know, we begin to become more overwhelmed because of what we were thinking about, because of what we were saying. Now I've got good news is that Jesus didn't just stand there and watch Peter sink. He didn't just say, well, Peter, I hope you learned your lesson. No, Peter screams out and it says that he began to sink and he shouted and said, save me, Lord. And it says, and Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. Jesus didn't leave him there. Jesus was gracious. Jesus was kind. I mean, in this moment, I mean, there's no telling what all was going through Peter's mind. But I love that it says that Jesus immediately... He was right there the moment that Peter called. And the same is true for us. Look, I don't know what all you have going on today. I don't know where your state of mind may be, what all you may be facing. But this is what I know. If you will call out and ask for the help from God, He will help you. He will be right there with you. The Bible says that He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. But He is always there with us. And it's so important that we understand this. You know, there's a famous quote from Mark Twain that says this. And it says, I have been through some... Uh, terrible things in my life, and some of which have actually happened. How many things have you been fearful of in your life that never happened? A lot of those what-if questions, those things that you wondered about, questioned, like, oh my goodness, and you stressed yourself out, and, and you probably lost sleep over it for things that never happened. I know I have. I've had things, man, I've had lots of sleepless nights that I shouldn't have, but I was just worried. I was just overwhelmed with the moment, and I and I was struggling And then those things never happened. And yet they had a a huge impact and influence in my day-to-day life. But that's not the best. Man, I want to stay focused on my faith. Because here's the thing. What you focus on becomes your reality. Whatever, you know, we've heard it said, whatever you focus on gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And so we choose, though, do we want to focus by our faith? Do we want to focus by what God's promises are to us? Or do we want to focus on our fear? Because the choice is ours to choose. Nobody else can choose your thoughts for you. No one else can choose your words for you. Is that we choose. And the thing is, is the more we speak, the more that we think. And the more that we kind of hash it out the greater those things will become. And so I challenge you today to focus on God and to focus on His Word. Because His Word is His promises. Just as we looked at that verse in Psalms 119, verse 130, it says what? The entrance of your light, or your Word brings understanding. 
See, when we look to God's Word, it brings understanding. It'll bring peace. It'll bring answers into our life. And so whatever you are facing today, God's Word has an answer for you. And it's the right answer. It's not just maybe a right answer. No, God's Word is true. God's Word, it's proven out over time that God's Word will work for us when we trust it. And so I wanted to encourage you with one last scripture today. And it comes out of Philippians chapter 4. I'm going to read this out of the Passion Translation. I'm going to read verse 6 and 7 and then a part of verse 8 as well. So Philippians chapter 4 starting in verse 6. It says, don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Don't be worried about anything. Now I know there's a lot of questions and a lot of things that you may be worried about today. But yet it says, don't be pulled in different directions. Don't worry about anything. He says, be saturated in prayer throughout each day. It says, offering your faith-filled request before God with overflowing gratitude. It says, tell Him, being God, every detail of your life. And then God's wonderful peace that transcends all human understanding will come. And, and it will make the answers known to you through Christ Jesus. See, when we look to God, when we trust Him, and it's exactly what it says here, don't be pulled in all these different directions. Go to God in prayer. Talk to God. Well, how do I pray? Just like I'm talking to you. You don't have to talk to God differently than you would anybody else. I think that's the most genuine that prayer can be is when we're most genuinely ourselves. And so we go to God and we pray. Well, how, how, do I know when I'm, when, how, how do I know when I've prayed long enough? When you have peace. When the peace of God has come. Into your heart. And things begin to settle down. You know just as it. As it happened here with Peter. Man there was a storm that was going on. But yet Jesus called, caused that storm to become calm. Even in that moment. And the same Jesus that was there for Peter. Is the same Jesus who is here for you right now. And it tells us here in these scriptures. It says man that if we will focus on who. If we'll focus on God. If we'll pray. If we'll take all of our concerns, all of our worries, if we'll hand them over to God, it says that God's peace that goes, if it goes beyond anything that we can understand, will what? Will guard our hearts. It'll watch over us. It goes on in verse 8 and it says that we, that it gives us the encouragement. It says, fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising Him always. See, it's so important that we keep our focus. Why? Because we can look back in our life and see where God was working. I believe God is working right now. And I believe that God will continue to work before. This isn't the first trial that we faced. It's not the first time that we've had adversity in our life. But we all have, we all face things. We all are challenged by things. But look, trials are going to come, but that doesn't mean that they have to win. It doesn't mean that they have to dominate our life. No, as believers, we have another way. Another hope that we can look to. And so I want to, to share this with you today. And I'm actually ask you to get it involved with me and say this. It's a confession that I want you to say out loud. Don't just repeat it in your heart. Don't just say it in your mind. I mean, like, say it out loud because you need to hear it. And I would encourage you, if you're dealing with fear today, you need to say this. Write this down somewhere and you need to speak it over your life. And so I want you to repeat this after me. I choose faith over fear. I will use my energy not to worry, but to believe. Fear has no part in my life. See, words are powerful. The Bible tells us in in Romans that faith 
comes by hearing and hearing God's word, God's promises. See, you're declaring God's words when you say that. Look, I choose faith over fear right now. I'm declaring, I'm making that decision. I'm making that declaration. I'm choosing faith over fear. I'm not going to use my energy to worry. I'm not going to use my energy for, for all these things that don't make a difference. No, I'm going to use my energies to believe God and to trust Him. And, and even that declaration that says, hey, fear has no place in my life. You know, I, I want to encourage you. I know that right now we hear a lot about social distancing and, and staying away from people. And look, there's wisdom in that. I'm not telling you not to do that. But look, there is something that I do want to communicate to you. And I think that this is so important, especially during this moment. Especially for those of you that, man, hey, you're part of the church family. And it's easy to feel disconnected. I know this experience right now is very different. You're not used to maybe watching it online. You're not used to being maybe in your house right now or wherever you may be. And you're physically separated. And you're like, man, this just doesn't feel like church. Well, I've got good news for you. The church isn't the building. The church is us. It's the people. Now, we gather in a building. There's nothing wrong with that. But what I want you to know, though, is that just because we're physically separated for this moment... Look, this is temporary. This isn't forever. This is a moment and we're going to see God work and we're going to see God move even in this moment. But what I want to encourage you with is just because we're physically separated right now doesn't mean that we should be isolated. There's no reason that you should be isolated. I mean, not only do you have God and the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. There's a church family that loves you and is praying for you. Look, you may be here today and, and you're watching and you have a need. You know, you can get on that prayer request form we talked about earlier. Maybe you didn't fill out the prayer earlier, but you could fill it out right now. And you say, man, I need, I have a need in my life. I need some help. I need somebody to pray with me. Look, we love you. We want and are believing for God's best in your life. So I encourage you to reach out, to make that, that place and that space to connect. Don't be disconnected during this time. We are created for relationship. And I believe that God is going to do some amazing things in our life, even through this moment. And so I'd like to pray for you this morning as I wrap up. So, Father God, I thank you so much for today. Father, I thank you that this is the day that you've made. Father, we rejoice. We are thankful and we are glad in today. So, Father, I ask you to, to speak to our hearts today. Father, I thank you when fear would try to rise up. Father, I thank you that our faith would overcome that fear. Father, that we have no reason to fear because you are with us. And, Father, that gives us courage. And so, Father, we thank you for your promises to us, Father, that we're never alone. But, Father, you are always with us. Well, hey, I just thank you so much for joining us this morning. man. we are so thankful. That-